Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach Brendan Sir, presented by Coaching You Plus. Today's guest, Scott Davenport, the head coach of Bellarmine University in Louisville, Kentucky, is absolutely one of the finest coaches at any level in basketball. And I've known Scott going back since late 80s when he was that coach of Boward High School, all the way through when he was Rick Pitino's assistant at Louisville. You know, he's just one of the best coaches that you'll ever find. He's won national championship at Bellarmine. He's taken his team to the Final Four. And a couple of years ago, they went into Division One playing in the A-Sun Conference. I think you're going to find they play as good a schedule as played in college basketball. But I think you're going to find out the secret sauce today of why Bellarmine, but more importantly, Scotty Davenport's teams are good. Maybe my biggest takeaway in knowing Scott and also watching him do clinics and things is you'll see why he's such a great coach. Make sure after this timeout with our partners, you'll be back with Scotty Davenport. I'm so excited to announce our new partner, Instat. Instat is a powerful web-based platform which enables you to store, edit, and share video linked to statistics. Their video database contains over 30,000 player profiles and nearly 7,000 team profiles. Thousands of basketball games from all over the world are uploaded daily, with many of them filmed exclusively by Instat. Instat's user-friendly interface is very intuitive. The flexible filtering system will fit the needs of coaches at all levels. You can sort through specific play types, locations on the court, lineups, and various other parameters. The Instat system contains multiple tools that clients from all over the world utilize for scouting, recruiting, coaching and player development, video editing, and tagging. They also take an individual approach to each client. The wide network of Instat account representatives allow Instat to best serve their clients 24-7. Also, Instat Production Specialists will provide you with a quick and precise breakdowns of your team and opponents in less than 10 hours. Need a certain game ready sooner? Instat gives you the ability to prioritize the specific games you want the data for first. Instat also provides free individual player access. So feel free to invite your players to the Instat platform so they can access their page, follow their performance, scout opponents, and share clips with other players and coaches. After each game, they can receive an individual one-page PDF report and video clips with all box score statistics. For more details, please visit instatsport.com forward slash basketball. Again, that is instatsport.com forward slash basketball. We're thrilled to have our longtime partners and friends at Dr. Dish Basketball on board as sponsors of the Coaching You podcast. Dr. Dish machines are undoubtedly the most user-friendly and advanced machines in the world of basketball today. Dr. Dish has completely revolutionized and reimagined a shooting machine to provide the best solution on the market. Join top programs around the world like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, and countless others and upgrade your shooting machine to Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish machines are the best way to increase purposeful reps in your program to get players better, faster, while tracking progress along the way. 
Dr. Dish provides so much more than just your standard shooting machines with custom training, pro trainers, and coaches on demand, real-time and detailed analytics, and top-of-the-line drills and workouts. If you're looking to take your program to the next level, look no further than Dr. Dish for the best basketball training machine in the world. If you have an old machine that you that's just collecting dust in your gym, did you know that you can trade that in for to Dr. Dish for up to $1,500 off and get a new dish. Make sure to give our friends at Dr. Dish a follow at Dr. Dish B-Ball on Twitter and Instagram for great daily drills, workouts, tips, and inspiration. Or contact us at drdishbasketball.com. Don't forget to mention Coaching You or our podcast for $300 off your purchase. Coaches, are you looking to take your game preparation to the next level? Then Fast Model Sports is the perfect coaching software for you. With FastDraw, build an organized library of plays and drills and create professional playbooks to share with your players and staff. You can also download over 9,500 free plays and drills from our playbank directly to your FastDraw account. Looking for a better way to build your scouting reports and want to include video? With FastScout, Build custom scouting report templates to prepare your team best for each individual opponent. Plus, did you know with the latest updates from Fast Model Sports, you can now include video with your Fast Scout reports and share with your coaches and staff all within the Fast Scout mobile app. The combination of Fast Draw and Fast Scout is by far the best way for you and your coaches to create winning game strategies and effectively communicate them to your team. Over 10,000 high school and youth coaches trust Fast Model Sports products to help their teams reach their goals. To order, go to FastModelSports.com. Use code COACHINGU15 to get 15% off any Fast Draw or Fast Scout products. Remember, go to FastModelSports.com. Use code COACHINGU15 to get 15% off any Fast Draw and Fast Scout products. Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan, sir. And I am so damn excited today. Scotty Davenport, the head coach of Bellarmine University, and someone that I go back to 86, 87 when I went to Boward High School. And who did I bring? Xavier McDaniel with me to Boward Xavier High School McDaniel, and Sam Vincent? Xavier McDaniel. He was with the Seattle Super Yeah. Yes. Yep. And. And we were with Spot Built Shoes at the time. I was the assistant coach at the Hawks. And for some reason, I was able to convince them that we should have one great NBA player to represent our company. And I was a consultant. And I made more as a consultant with Spot Built than I made on my Atlanta Hawks coaching salary. Can you imagine that? Which is pretty dang good. Well, so, uh, McDaniel... And I can even take you back. I mean, what an athletic specimen. And the gentleman with oh. spot belts name was Mario Teneglia. Uh, look, from the north end of Boston. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, wonderful guy. And I cannot remember if or what I had for breakfast. And I can remember Mario Teneglia. <laughs> yeah. How about that? I have not mentioned Mario's name since I left there. How about that? Just <laughs> uh, say stop paying. Yeah. I, I tell you, uh, Brent, I'll be serious. I will always be appreciative because at that point in my career, I think that was the foundation. If you, if you always treat 
the players first. If you always yeah. treat them right and put them first, you'll you'll always do the right thing. And that was that was the building block of that. That was there's no doubt about it. So you were at Ballard for ten years, right? Yeah. And and had just ridiculous teams. And right in the beginning, you got off with some pretty good teams because you had that kid that could make a few shots, Alan Houston, and and and, and what? Not just a great player, a better person. As Dowd Wade was just a superstar but, guy, you know, uh, one of my favorite people I've ever coached. Mom Alice, and, Alice was a superstar, and you know, actually, Brennan, I was a JV coach from eighty to eighty three, and then I left, and I was a GA at Louisville. I was at BCU yep. with Mike Polio and Tubby Smith and Eddie Webb. Then I came back to Ballard as the head coach for the 10 years you mentioned. And there, there's no doubt uh, when this terrific runs over, that will have been 10 of the greatest years of my life. Um, it was very, very special. Those players, and, and I will say this, and you say, well, it just sounds like a coach. Four years ago this month, I did one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life as a coach. On a Friday night in September, I had all that Ballard basketball team and coaches over to my house. Wow. They're 40, they were 45 at the time. How about that? Now, why it was such a powerful night. On Wednesday night, Eric Gathright, our, our senior center, all he did was set screens, draw charges, and block shots. That's all he did. And rebound. That's all he did. He calls me. He says, Coach. All the guys need a favor. I said, E, what do you, we're ready. Sharon and I are ready to go. What do you want? He goes, coach, I'm serious. No, no, no girlfriends, no wives. And I said, E, we, we can't do that. I mean, we've got food ordered. We've got this all planned. He goes, come on, coach. All the guys don't want any girlfriends, no wives, because none of them went to Ballard. And they'll want to leave at nine o'clock and we want to stay. Oh well, the story ends. They left my house at two forty-five a.m. But since then, I have made video after video after video, FaceTime, uh, you name it, because now they've all turned fifty. But it's one of the greatest things I've ever done as a coach. It was so great. The very next summer, we had the two thousand eleven Division Two National Champions from Bellarmine over. And they mm -hmm. all brought their wives because they all met them at Bellarmine. How about and, that? And I think it, it, it taught me, as you continue to learn as a coach, to embrace what you really teach every day, that these are the greatest times of your life. We At, at the Ballard Group, we had Alan Houston, an executive with the New York Knicks, an NBA All-Pro, uh, lives in a cul-de-sac with Mariah Carey, Montel Williams, and and Montel, I mean, and uh, Tommy Hilfiger. I, I mean, he's had everything. But Eric Gathright's worked at Appliance Park at GE for 30 years. Kenneth Martin's a assistant principal in a middle school here in Louisville. Todd Howard was a great high, high school and college coach. Uh, Good friend. At, at IUPUI. Yeah. And, you know, you look at, at Mark Bell. Eric McDuffie took over his dad, and, and Charlie, his brother, took over his dad's masonry business. But But on that night, Nobody cared who Alan Houston was with an executive with the Knicks. It, it was all mm -hmm. about those high school years. And, and I just sit back that night on, on a lot of occasions and I just watched them and what brought them together. 
the phenomenal game of basketball. We had kids from the, the most economic advantaged part of Louisville, and we had kids from public housing. Nobody cared. It was the game of basketball and playing for, for each other. And, and it just further, you know, to me, that was, they were 45 years old, still applying those life's lessons that they learned through the game we love so much. It's incredible. Yeah, I, you know what? You know, I, I reflect, you know, I got into coaching when I was 21, college coaching at 21. I wanted to be a high school coach my whole life because UB Brown was my high school coach. Right, right. And that was my biggest influence. Right. And coaching, the coach you have, if you're lucky enough to have a great one, is the biggest influence you have in life. And that, and that was UB for me. And, and so I wanted to be a coach. And then right away, I go right from playing in college, don't even graduate. I'm with Dick Vitale at the University of Detroit. Don't know what the hell I'm doing or anything. And I'm in coaching. Never get to ever coach in high school. My mother said to me, at 93 years of old, of age, before she passed, she said, you know, you're disappointed your father and I. I said, what? <laughs> I said, two world championships, dream team. Mom, 30 plus years in the NBA. She said, you, you never did what we, we sent you to college for. Yeah, you wanted to be a high school teacher and coach. I said, I'm sorry. And I felt like shit afterwards. Yeah, I walked yeah, away. That's and ironic. My mother passed away at 89, and she told me right before she passed away that if I would really, really continue to work hard, I might get a real job, make something out of myself. <laughs> and that, and, and so, I, I had an answer. You know, it, it sunk in. Just like you just said, how, how you cannot let it go. I couldn't either. But, you know, years after she passed, it, it came home to me that, I, she's right, as she always was. I never had a job. Yep. A job would be a vocation. Yep. And I never had one. I had an advocation, and that was those young people that I was so fortunate to coach. And I, I did coach at all levels, high school, JV, varsity, freshman, GA. I mean, I'm proud of that. But your your mother was exactly right. And, and yeah, I never had a, that. I've never had a job that I've had an advocation, and that's these young people. Because I hate to break your heart, but you and I are not the answer. These young people are the answer. And there's a lot, Amen. A lot of questions in all levels of society right now, and we need them. But I will tell you this: I look them in the eye every single day. We're going to be okay. Because what I see in that locker room, I have one grandchild, a four a four year old granddaughter. She needs them. She ain't worried mm -hmm. about Potsy because he's giving her whatever she wants. Don't worry about that. But yep. But we need them, and we're going to be okay because I see what they do every day, academically, athletically, socially. We're going to be okay. I fully believe that. Mm -hmm. So since we're in the same age category and we're – I call ourselves, you and I are peers and, and philosophy wise, I know we're totally in alignment, Scotty, is that coaching to me is about taking players where they can't take themselves, whether it's Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, Alan Houston, or the kids on your team the last couple of years that I've watched them. And uh, my, I, I want our coaches out there. We have coaches in 170 countries that listen to this podcast. Why does Scotty Davenport still coach? 
Well, I guess, you know, I'm still trying to get a real job, a big boy job one day. Um, I, I think I still coach because it's an opportunity every day to create an emotional paycheck. You know, those other paychecks, mm. those other paychecks are only, those banks only allow you to cash them one time, be it direct deposit, mm. whatever. You know, I always tell local bankers, if you'd let them cash them over and over and over, you, you'd get a lot of business. And they're like, coach, just go coach. You don't understand. Um, the emotional paychecks can be cashed a lifetime. And it's March 8th. You, you, we win an ASUN conference tournament championship. How far away? I coach. I shook Coach Mincy's hands, who's one of the great young coaches in this country at, at Jacksonville. How tremendous! How far away can I get where I can watch them? I don't want to be too. I want to watch because I've been there every day, every morning at six in the morning. And they're there 12 hours during the summer with basketball camp, internships, summer school, etc. But it's the same when you see a young man. You know, everybody talked about March 8th and we won a championship. Well, let's let's go a little step further. On May the, May the 14th, we had five seniors get eight college degrees. Two masters in business administration, a master's in education, and and five bachelor's degrees. And, wow. and I greeted each one of them as they started their procession down the aisle to graduate. So how far away can you, can you, can you remove yourself and watch a big picture? This past June, we had two former players get married on a Saturday and the following Friday. And I go and there's five teammates in those weddings. I never wow. knew that teammate. Wow. Till they came to college, but on one of the most glorious great. days of their life to be celebrated, who's standing next to him, a teammate. Um, I coach for those emotional paychecks and, and I know you can cash those a lifetime. And, and the bottom line every day, I get to go coach, not I have to. And there's a big difference. What if every player approaches practice that I get to go practice today? Not I have to. It's going to be a whale of a practice. See that that's the deal. I I I love being about around teams. Yes. I love I love being around young people. Yes. Someone said, "How do you relate to young kids?" I said, "I shoot, I had two of them. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, you know, uh, help them grow up and develop and get through college, and and they keep you young." And they humble your ass, too. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it's ironic. After we won the conference tournament championship, um, I've been in some very powerful locker rooms. Uh, Final mm -hmm. four locker room at Louisville, as, we, as you won that, that regional championship and you advanced, and then as you get beat in the Final Four, a, a national championship locker room at, at Bellarmine, a state championship at Ballard. Uh, but you've also been in one where you, you, you got beat in the Final Four uh, as a Division II team. I've been in some incredibly powerful locker rooms. But the locker room this year, year two, Division One, was the most powerful I've ever been in. And as as it and it was a long time before we got in the locker room. 
A lot of families there. So I, 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 I slid to the back corner, the right corner of the locker room in Freedom Hall. Because they, they took over. And we've always say the greatest comes from within, not from us. And, and I watched them. And not one guy said, look what I did. What was powerful, they all wanted the same thing. They were all willing to do whatever it takes to achieve it. And that is a powerful, powerful formula. Well, in that locker room, they celebrated each other. I had, I had a captain. All he did was acknowledge Ben Johnson. He was Mr. Basketball in the state of Kentucky in 2021. But he redshirted because he's in a five-year NBA program. But the last wow. month of the season might have been our best player. And all they did was acknowledge how in our preparation, they he was killing them every day. And they were thanking a redshirt who never scored a basket. They were reaching out to what we call BMA, affectionately called BMA, Bellarmine Manager Association, to how many nights and early mornings those managers were in there getting up extra, helping them get up extra shots, you know, you know, whatever. And, and all they did was celebrate each other. And, and mm. I, I stood in the back right corner of that locker room. And I finally got into to my office to change clothes. And, and I just sit and cried. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing. Um, they laugh. I could cry at a grocery store closing. But I will never, ever apologize for caring. You know, when we evaluate talent, I think caring is a very, very special talent. And we put a lot of emphasis on that. Scotty, when, uh, you know, two two things. Number one, first of all, the incredible success you have at the D2 level, which is the level I played at in college on an NCAA tournament team, you know, as a you know, back when a hundred years ago, when Naismith invented, you know, that's the level that I played at. So my appreciation for the coaching at that level, the players at that level is off the charts. And we would go and beat power five teams when I, back then, because there was only major college, college division back when I was playing. And we would go beat teams and and people say, can't, can't believe you beat the Naval Academy at Navy. Can't believe you beat Grambling in Madison Square. Can't believe yeah, I mean, because our guys were better, frankly. You know, we weren't intimidated by some of my guys grew up in Newark, New Jersey and stuff. They didn't get intimidated by anything. So how did you convince the wonderful administration at Bellarmine to go D1, well, first of all? Yeah, <laughs> because it's hard to do nowadays. Right. And, man, it's I, I think without, being on the outside, having talked to you about this before, I think it's just changed the whole school, the whole university, and what you're doing with your scheduling, what we'll get to, has even highlighted it more. But go, go ahead, please. Well, in all, all total disclosure, and I'm a very transparent person, uh, Dr. Susan Donovan, our president, deserves all the credit. She had been at Loyola, Maryland. Wow. Came to Bellarmine. We lost our president, tragically, uh, Dr. Jay McGowan. And she had a vision. And she wanted to grow the score. At the time, we were in uh, arguably the best league in the country with Southern Indiana, with Drury, with Bellarmine, with University of Indianapolis, with Lewis, uh, University of Missouri, St. Louis, on and on, Quincy, on and on and on. And, uh, you know, it was almost like a big poker game. Who, who was Everybody's at the table. Who's going to show their cards? And she had a vision. Now, 
we had an advantage that very few people are aware of. We've now already been Division One in men's across 14 years. So we had a relationship in men's lacrosse, the A-Sun and the Southern Conference combined for men's lacrosse. So we already had a relationship with a lot of A-Sun schools and their administrators and Ted Gumpert, the commissioner. Well, sure. it, it was the perfect storm. Uh, they had an opening and we had a desire. And in January of 2019, that dream was launched. And on June the 17th of 2019, uh, it was announced. And here we are. She deserves wow. all the credit. That's fabulous. I love that. I love that there's administrators that actually think like that. That's fabulous. Tell me what, I, I love what you've done with your non-conference scheduling. I'm surprised that you were able to get the teams that you got to play in because you're so damn good and you're capable of beating them. If their guys don't show, they're going to get their ass whipped. Okay. Uh, but maybe that's, I think it's why they should play you because that's what they're going to see in the NCAA tournament. And so they can't overlook you. So from, you know, but to get Louisville, to get Kentucky, to get UCLA and Duke to play you, why it, a lot of teams say, I ain't going to play them because I don't want any losses. Why would you do that? Well, you know, a lot, you hear the word culture a lot of in sports now. And I'm not being argumentative, but I kind of go a different way. Uh, here, we believe in having a program. Now, what does a program by definition does means? That means you have a plan. Scheduling is a key okay. component of that plan. Because these college basketball fans in this community, I think, are the greatest in the country because we don't have professional sports. We have great minor league soccer. Uh, we, do, we have AAA baseball. We do not have professional sports. And college sports okay. here is incredible, be it Louisville, Kentucky, Indiana, you know, Bellarmine, Western Kentucky, Moorhead, Northern, on and on and on. Well, in having a program means we had to have a plan. And we thought scheduling would add credibility. It started year one. The first Division I game we ever played in the history of Bellarmine University was in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Kudos to <laughs> Coach Krzyzewski, John Jackson, Nolan Smith, who at the time was on that staff for making that happen. Now, last year, year two, we were the first team in the history of college basketball to play division preseason number one, two, and three in the month of November. That was Purdue, UCLA, and Gonzaga. So kudos and thank you to Matt Painter, Mick Cronin, who and I were on the same staff at Louisville together. So that relationship will last a lifetime and Mark Few. But 22 years ago, who was Gonzaga? Bellarmine. They were Bellarmine. So yep. we're, we're very appreciative. Now, I have not put this out yet. We're going to do this next week, but I'm going to give this to you. What's that? In the history of college basketball, there's been four schools, Louisville, Duke, North Carolina, and St. John's, who've ever played Duke, Kentucky, and UCLA. But the other four have played them over two seasons. The shortest period of time is 333 days because it was like a December all the way around to the next November. Mm -hmm. Follow me? Yep. We're going to play at 
Cameron, at Polly, at Rupp in nine days. <laughs> nine. That record will never be broken. Yes. <laughs> never be broken. But you know what? That's awesome. Go back, though, Brent. It's, it's for the players. This has nothing to do with Scott Davenport. But these a- players are never, ever going to forget this experience the rest of their life. But June 5th, 6.30 in the morning, and they're down there in that weight room, work camp all day, on that court 4.30 to 6, you would be too if you were playing Duke, UCLA, and Kentucky, and Louisville, and Clemson, and you would. But, again, if you put them first, you can never, ever go wrong. That's why you coach. Yes. That's why you coach. Yes. All right, now I want to get to basketball part. I could speak to you for several hours, okay? But I appreciate you doing this on a very busy day for you. But I love the style of play you have. It's the best style, I think. It's the way if I was a head coach in college, I would love to coach. I think your team moves the ball and moves people better than anyone I've seen in college ball. And it makes your team so effective. You shoot so well. Tell me about... The Bellman style played a Bellman offense as if you were recruiting. Okay. First of all, uh, the first lesson we all learn in coaching, there's more than one way to be successful. Sure. But you hit, and you're one of the few, if ever, who have said it is an incredibly enjoyable way to teach and coach the game. It is fun to coach. And when when you have a classroom and all your students want to learn, Boy, you're going to have a great day. I don't care if you're Miss Sir's third grade class or Coach Davenport's Bellarmine team. So it all came about, though, in a very odd way. I coached under two arguably the greatest pressing, defensive pressing coaches in the history of the game, Coach Crum and Coach Patino. I get to Bellarmine, and there's no way we're pressing 94 feet, man-to-man, run and jump, off the ball, denial on the ball. There, there's no way. And we coined a phrase very quickly, you press on defense to speed the offense up and force mistakes. Why not press on offense and speed the defense up making mistakes? So we started pressing on offense. And you know what? In this era, they would rather press on offense than having Rick Pitino scream at them to dog the ball 94 feet. Sure. and, and I'll, I'll go zero to, to 100 miles an hour. Our biggest factor is ball reversals. Move the ball, move the defense. We can't bounce, 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 pick and roll and go by you. We can't. We don't have those players. But if I get you in a long closeout, what am I doing? I'm speeding the defense up. Now, 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 what if I go by you? What if I cut so hard I draw some help? Our goal, with or without the ball, is to force a half a man to help. Not just your man. Let one half a man help, and now the chase is on. I'm going to give you one, and and all this is available if anybody wants to reach out. So we chart ball reversals more than we chart anything. Uh, And I'm I'm going to give you an example. And again, anybody wants to contact me, we've got this. This past year, 33 games, pretty good sample. Um, 
and I said that, we shot 31% with no ball reversals. Ball came down, <laughs> went on the right side. We shot 31%. We shot wow. 40.3% with just one reversal. Okay. With two <clears throat> or more reversals. And just so you know, the number-wise, we have two or more reversals, twice as many as we have zero or one. But anyway, two or more ball reversals. So we're moving the ball, moving the defense. We shot 61.2%. So we went from roughly 30% with none to 61.2 with two or more. And we chart reversals in practice. We we we, we chart them in games. Uh, you know, here you go. <laughs> it works for us. You know, Scott, uh, uh, you know, all the people in the NBA, which I'm an NBA person, et cetera, you know, uh, got a lot of paychecks. Okay, that's why. But, you know, all they do is the analytics people say, oh, let's shoot threes. Let's shoot. And I can tell you, I can guard you if you stand in the corner and don't move. And and if you just come down and just shoot a three without doing anything, I can stay with you. But when you move that ball to, to two or more sides, that's when everything – I, they're thinking the game all wrong because the guys that are doing the analytics, I, I hate to say this, have never played or coached like you and I have. You know, but the one, the one thing, I think it's absolutely brilliant. The one thing I will say that it, it's so rewarding, but the one thing I'll never change about this game, you have been at the highest of the world level, but very seldom, if ever, do the five best players make the best team. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, it is the greatest, purest team game. Football is very situational. Baseball is very situational. I'm not familiar enough with hockey, but it's truly a team game. Um, and I think it should be played, taught, encouraged, you know, like that. But it's for us – you know, we have weaknesses. We have a very difficult time guarding people off the bounce because we never have to guard in practice. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we have to, we have a tough time. We have to do a lot of one-on-one stuff in practice because in five-on-five, we don't see it. Now, to our players' credit, Without coaches there at this point of the year where we're only allowed on the court four hours, two weeks from day three, uh, 20 hours, when our players play without us, they play the same way. That's great. But you think about That's it. That's great. If you were going to take a math test, would you study U.S. history all week? <laughs> that would be stupid, I wouldn't it? that. Well, then yeah. why wouldn't you go play – the way you're going to practice and the way you're going to compete. And they, to their credit, they embrace that, that idea. I mean, and when our former players come back, kids playing overseas professionally, kids trying to win Pedro Bradshaw's in the G League, when they come back, we still play the same way. And they laugh. They go, nobody else plays like this, coach. But they come back and we play the same. You know, That's again, a- they deserve it- so much credit. You know, when uh, Chuck Daly and I were coaching New Jersey Nets, Picarillo was still coaching Princeton, and we had training camp at Princeton. 
Oh, wow. and uh, and so yeah, so we had our morning workout. Then we come back at six o'clock at night, and the Princeton players were playing pickup ball because this was late September. And and don't you know, Scott? They're playing the same way. The kids, they're running the damn Princeton offense. I love it. And Pete's, I love it. <laughs> and oh. it's the exact same thing. Oh, and Chuck and I said we could we could coach the Nets when we had Derek Coleman, Kenny Anderson, Drazen Petrovic, Sam Bowie. <laughs> we could coach our guys for a freaking year, and they couldn't play offense like these kids can. That is the essence of coaching, and that's what you do. I promised you I'd get you out, but yeah. I'm going to come back and visit with you because my brother, you're you're one of the best in the business. You're a treasure to basketball, not the college game, just to basketball. I appreciate this so much, Scott. Well, I want to say it's this. great to be Number with one, you. It was an honor, but and I'll do it anytime. But I'm going to say this to you: any level, I am the luckiest coach who's ever coached any sport at any level, male, female, middle school, all the way to the the NBA. I am the most fortunate, um, and I will fight anybody to take my last breath. I am the absolute luckiest, and I'm appreciative of that every second of every day. Whatever I can do, man, let me know. Anybody listening to this can just go to BeUnites.com, BeUnites.com, and just go to Men's Basketball and reach out, and we'll do whatever we can do. Anybody at any time's welcome at any practice, any individual instruction, anything. We, you're welcome anytime on this campus, anytime. I'm going to take you up on that, brother. That is fantastic. I'm going to hold you to it. Scott, I am. I'm coming back. I ain't coming back to go to Boward. I'm coming back. And just like Tubby Smith came and had lunch with you today with Mike Polio, I'm coming back and we're going to lunch next time I'm in Louisville. Now, let's do it. I appreciate everybody. Incredible. Uh, Scott and I had agreed that because he's out recruiting now during the recruiting period that he could only do – 35 minutes with us. And Scott's one of those people I could do a whole day with. Uh, I think maybe that's a good idea because this guy in the gym, when he teaches in a clinic, it's off the charts. His style of play is, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. It's the most fun style. If you get a chance, take advantage of him. If you're in the Louisville area, watch his team practice. If there's anything you want to learn, again, reach out to him. Uh, through an email, take advantage of it. And also look in our show notes. We're also going to have a link there to some amazing things he's doing, fundraising for his program and for people around his program. Till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. 